Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, good Tuesday evening to you, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana Thornton, and I am honored you've opted to join us live this Tuesday night. It is November the 15th, 2016, and welcome to the very first Tuesday since the 2016 presidential election. Now, last time we aired, we had featured guests who offered their predictions on who would win the presidential race. And guess what? They were all wrong. President-elect Donald Trump will take the oath of office on January the 20th, 2017. Now, Let's Talk America Radio is currently producing a segment about the entire election. So please stay tuned in. We're going to offer some very interesting perspectives on what actually occurred. Now, in other news, I trust you're having one phenomenal week thus far. Let's Talk America with the host Shana Thornton Radio Show is an award-winning news talk program that offers news talk for every single member of your household regardless of age. Now, we aim to keep you informed on the issues that matter to you. Now, over the past three years, we've had the opportunity to be on air, and we've covered topics, of course, that, again, resonate with you. And those topics, of course, include health, law, politics, education, pop culture, music, and so much more. And believe it or not, we're just getting started. We have more in store for you. Now, this fall season and this winter season will offer some exceptional new broadcasts. And I would encourage you to stay with us and continue to tell family and friends and colleagues about your very own family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, right now, everyone, if you're out there on social media, perhaps it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Snapchat, I would encourage you to hashtag LTA Radio. Please hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, and let others know that you are tuned in live right now because we surely appreciate you being on board tonight. Now, tonight's segment is a pretty phenomenal one, and you should know why. In 1942, President Roosevelt established a presidential directive giving African Americans an opportunity to be recruited into the Marine Corps. Now, these African Americans from various states were not sent to the traditional boot camps. Instead, African American Marines were segregated, experiencing basic training at Montford Point which was a facility at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Now, approximately 20,000 African-American Marines received basic training at Monfren Point between 1942 and 1949. And one of those men was my paternal grandfather. Tonight's lead segment is very personal for me. I speak exclusively with Houston Chanel about the legacy of those mentioned pioneers. We spotlight the Monfred Point Marines. I would encourage you to invite everyone in your household, especially the youth, for this very critical conversation. 
Also, even off the battlefield, many of our nation's veterans face ongoing battles, ranging from post-traumatic stress disorder, known as PDSD, and traumatic brain disorders, often referred to as TBI, and thoughts of suicide. Now, we just celebrated Veterans Day last week. Bill Hutton, past commander of the Military Order of the Purple Heart, talks to Let's Talk America Radio tonight about the many services and programs of the Purple Heart Foundation. This is a very informative interview. Do stay with us. And lastly, Victoria Glacier of the Census Bureau joins us to outline the details of the newly implemented Statistics in Schools program. She'll explain what activities are available and the benefits for students across the nation. So really encourage the young people to uh, listen in to this segment because it is very, very timely. And of course, we want to allow their lives to be enriched with as much knowledge as possible. Well, everyone, we're set to get it started tonight. Our signature in the news will air in minutes. And of course, that's where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. And you know we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music here on Let's Talk America Radio. And tonight, the tunes of Terry V. will air. This musician is very talented. You want to stay tuned in to hear her music. Well, we are set to go. Encourage family and friends to listen in right now. Message them, perhaps on Facebook, even on Twitter, or send them the text on your smartphone. We're getting ready. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio. Keeps you informed. We offer news, talk, and music. Let's go. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine where we highlight bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Subscribe, read, advertise, and enjoy, and understand how 103,000 people have subscribed to our list with substantial followings on Instagram and Twitter. To expand your brand to include professional profiles and spotlights, enjoy a mutually beneficial partnership beyond the magazine, call or email us today, www.boldfavormagazine.com, info at boldfavormagazine.com, or 866-611-3753. The future favors the bold. Be fearless in all you do. Bold Favor Magazine. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarka, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. Thanks for sticking with us. Now, if you're with an organization and you're interested in collaborating with the national award-winning family program, please shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, please email us at admin at ltaradio.com, and one of our team members will get back with you. Thank you for the continued support. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not thank our weekly dedicated listeners. Your support makes all of the difference. Now, many of you tune in live on Tuesday nights. You also tune in to our program on WAEC Love 860 AM radio station every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Eastern Standard Time. And many of you that have smartphones, go back and listen to our replay podcast. And, of course, you can do that from any outlet that you like. We're on SoundCloud. We're on TuneIn. We're also on iTunes, okay? So check us out. And, of course, you can always go to blogtalkradio.com and simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. Thank you for the continued support. And remember, we have more in store for you. Well, everyone, if this is your first time listening to the program or it's your fifth time, you should know that it's time for our signature in the news. And this is where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. I also would like you to know that Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 News out of Georgia. And they're on the charter network there. And we present the televised edition of In the News. So check us out. Once you go to ltaradio.com, you can click on the Vimeo link and you can see all of our footage. Again, visit www.ltaradio.com for more information on viewing our televised edition of In the News with SCB TV 182 News. We're set to deliver it tonight, this Tuesday night, on the radio show. In the News. New president and new personnel. President-elect Donald Trump will be sworn in as the 45th U.S. president on January the 20th, 2017. His new decision to make Stephen Bannon, his former campaign CEO, his chief strategist and senior counselor in the White House, has already been met with some criticism this week. Now, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, Jewish Voice for Peace, and the Southern Poverty Law Center have all publicly expressed dismay with the decision. Now, the groups have pointed to the conservative news website Bannon once ran as proof of his unfavorable views on Muslims and minority groups. And other political news, President-elect Donald Trump has said he will not accept the commander-in-chief's salary of $400,000 annually. In the news, a deadly attack, a suicide bomb attack, killed at least 52 people and injured more than 100 others during a religious ceremony in the remote mountains of Pakistan over the weekend. About 500 people had assembled to perform a ritual at a shrine when the bomb went off. The remote region is about 120 miles from Karachi, Pakistan. ISIS has claimed responsibility for the devastating blast. We will keep you posted as more details come in. And finally, in the news, look to the skies. A record-breaking supermoon will brighten the night early this week. Now, according to NASA, it will be the closest full moon of the year. And be certain to check it out because the next full moon won't travel this close to Earth until the year 2034. All right, everyone, thanks for sticking with Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio. Now, we deliver news that matters. If you happen to be a news junkie, I would encourage you personally to join us on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is SS. Thornton. Our handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N, and we share news stories 24 hours a day. You want to stay with us. In mere minutes, I get to cover a story that's very personal for me. It's about an important part of history that more people should know about. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio. We offer news talk and music. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
Hey, you want to bring your career to the next level? Call United Medical and Business Institute now. 866-304-UMBI. And enroll today. You can be certified in less than a year. If you've always wanted to get into the healthcare field or you want to make more money, this is your chance. UMBI is MARTA accessible and offers flexible class schedules. Financial assistance available for those who qualify. Call 866-304-UMBI or visit them on the web at umbi.edu. Your future is only a call away. United Medical and Business Institute, where your goal become your reality. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our signature inspirational quote of the night. And this is where I highlight a very moving quote by someone known and sometimes someone unknown. Tonight it comes from someone very well known, a businessman, Jim Rohn, who once said, if you are not willing to risk the unusual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. Again, legendary businessman Jim Rohn once said, if you are not willing to risk the unusual, you will have to settle for the ordinary. You have one exceptional life to live. Don't be so afraid to take risks or those chances or make moves that make you uncomfortable. Uh, often, it's the uncomfortable moves that take you to the next level. So keep pushing, keep thriving, and make yourself uncomfortable. All right, everyone, in a few seconds, we are going to cover a very important part of history that a lot of people just don't know a lot about. I have an expert on tonight, a man, a gentleman, who is leading the way with others to make sure that this piece of history is never forgotten. Stay with us. We are covering the legendary Montfort Point Marines. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here on the program, we always try to put the spotlight on the issues and topics that concern you. And history is one of my favorite topics of all time. And tonight, this is a great story, but it's also one that's very personal to me. Now, in August 26, 1942, um, a group of African-American men uh, came to a section of Camp Lejeune, and the experience would change their life. I'm talking about the Mont Point, Montford Point Marines. 1942 is when it all kicked off. I'm no expert, but right now I'm so excited to have someone on who himself is a 30-year Marine. He's a proud and honorable veteran, and he has dedicated the last few years of his life to ensure that these group of African-American military men get the honor they deserve. I'm talking about Houston Chanel. Houston, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, Sean. I'm pleased to be here. So honored to have you on. I did mention at the top of the segment, this is personal for me. My father's father uh, was a uh, member of that group, Montfort Point Marines. His name was Lisco Thomas Sr. It's a story that I have been told um, throughout my life. Having the opportunity to work with you and know more about your project, it gave me more insight on the experiences of my grandfather because I wasn't even thought of at the time. My own father was not thought of at the time when my grandfather uh, enlisted upon this uh, huge experience. Tell us uh, what it was like for this group of men to be a part of this historical making, a moment or period, if you will. Okay. Uh, one thing about the Marines, uh, everybody that's ever been one understands it. it's a unique group, and that's one of those things that people strive to be. In 1942, it was no different. There was a group of African-American men who 
desired to be Marines, but at the time, due to the segregation laws uh, and Marine Corps being the last service to accept black men, they didn't have that opportunity. Uh, it wasn't until President Roosevelt signed Executive Order 8802, which in fact was the Fair Employment Act that opened the doors for African Americans to become Marines. And they took advantage of it, uh, and they became Marines. Unfortunately, due to segregation laws at the time, one of the agreements that was in order to allow them to enter the Marine Corps, they had to train separately. Wow. So the Marine Corps established a recruit training depot okay. at a place called Moffett Point in Jacksonville, North Carolina, yes. to train the African-American Marines. Wow. I mean, so you are explaining a period of time that so many of our listeners may seem as a foreign concept, right? We have millennials on right now. We have e even members of Generation Z, our young ones. We have Generation Xers. We have baby boomers. And they're saying, wait a minute now. And a lot of baby boomers can't even relate to that, as you know, uh, Mr. Chennault, that They'll say, well, when I went into boot camp, and, and maybe it was the late 60s or maybe the early 1970s, that we all trained together. But here you're saying in the early part of the 19th, 1940s, which was not all that long ago, that these African-American men were isolated to train separate from their Caucasian counterparts? Yes, I am. And, and, and the irony of that is, when you mention the millennials may not understand it, I myself was a Marine of 30 years, yes. never knew about the history of the segregated black Marines that trained at Moffat Point Camp, and went to school there as a student. Wow. So it's very easy to say, yeah, there are people that just just assume that it's always been the way it is today. And today it's one of the, you know, the most integrated or military organizations in the world. Wow. You know, for those of us listening and saying, well, let me imagine, let me capture this time in, uh, back then, what were probably the experiences of those members, including my grandfather? What did they go through? What was their everyday life like? Well, they arrived at a camp that had not been built for the first group. So literally the first group of recruits actually helped build the camp before they could go to boot camp. You know, and and I, I work with the Moffat Point Marine Museum here, and I tell that story all the time. If you were a truck driver or a cook or a baker, when you arrived, you did that job to help get the camp going okay. so you could train to be a Marine. Wow. So theirs, was, theirs was, was a difficult task. Uh, again, society wasn't quite ready for them. Okay. Uh, there was a belief that African Americans just did not have what it took to be Marines. Oh, wow. So it was a project that everybody expected to fail. You know, let's back up just a little. So my grandfather and, and these other men, these honorable men who uh, were trailblazers and pioneers, they embarked upon this, They're probably not really understanding what they were getting involved in, I would imagine, right? Because here you are, the first uh, of your community to integrate the military, the Marines, that's known to be very tough, uh, very uh, vicious, if you will. That's the, uh, certainly the reputation today that we have of the honorable uh, force and all of the forces in the military are. Um, but how would they have known to even volunteer for this? Because I know you said, well, you know, we certainly have uh, Roosevelt who signed this order for it to happen. But just a reminder for many of our millennials, the Generation Xers and Baby Boomers, the communication of that point in time, Mr. Chennault, was not like today, right? I mean, you didn't have social media. You didn't have uh, necessarily announcements in newspapers because newspapers were out there, but they were not readily available as they would have been today or even a few years ago, right? I mean, it was harder to get information. I'm imagining at this point in time in the early 1940s, you have a lot of American homes that did not probably have telephones or even televisions. Am I right? 
You're correct. Uh, the Marine Corps has always had a recruiting system, uh, and that was the same system that they used uh, to identify the African Americans for uh, enlistment. Uh, I think it was Congress that dictated that they had to enlist a certain number of African Americans over a certain period of time. So, in fact, it was an Army recruiter that actually helped get the Marines up and running because there, there was an African American recruiter in the Army. Uh, so he assisted the Marine Corps in recruiting blacks because they did not have a mechanism in place for that. Uh, so, yes, but the recruiting system of word of mouth, uh, as the information spread, uh, individuals came on board. And in the early days, it was slow going. They had a problem filling the first platoons uh, to start the training. And, again, that was probably due to the communication means at the time. Wow. So 1942, it kicks off. We know that is the time period right around World War II, which, of course, were a uh, chain of events that changed the world. Uh, what role did these individuals, these Montfort Point Marines, play overseas in the operations of that war? They were set up as a defense battalion. The first unit was the 51st Defense Battalion. Uh, they later formed a unit called the 52nd Defense Battalion. And all those Marines that went in those two, or in either ammo, depot, supply companies that, that did logistical jobs. Okay. Okay, so when they went to the war, they did not go to the war as war fighters. I see. Uh, they went to the war as stretcher bearers, uh, food handlers, uh, and literally what happened is ultimately they ended up in all of the jobs that put you right on the front line of the war. Wow, yes. You know, I'm the supply guy delivering ammo. Well, the, the fight is not going on in the rear. It's going on at the front line. So theirs was an immediate job of, we don't think you can succeed at this, but here, take the ammo and deliver it to the front to make sure that the war is continued. Wow. And they did the job without, without failure. Wow, did an exceptional job as well. You know, would it be fair to say, and I, and I want to make assumptions, but I, I know you would know this because obviously you've done a lot of history, you've done a lot of um, homework on this. I do want to certainly mention that you are the uh, National uh, Montfort uh, Marines uh, Memorial Director. You've spent the um, last few years of your life uh, dedicated to this mission for all the right reasons to bring a spotlight to a group of gentlemen that deserve it. Did they face racism? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, and at that time, it was the norm, okay? So that was probably one of the things that helped make the Marines, the African-American Marines successful. They, especially the ones that were coming out of the South, uh, you, some of them would talk that they were coming out of the North. It was a tad bit more of a culture shock for them. But the, for individuals who grew up in the South, again, it was a norm for them. Okay. So they did not realize that they were supposed to be in culture shock uh, and and not succeed simply because of the environment they were in. But now you mentioned, if I may, uh, the time that I put into this. I'm actually a member of the National Montfort Point Marine Association. Okay. Wow. Which is a veterans nonprofit veterans group, and yes. that organization is a group that strives to preserve the legacy of the Montfort Point Marines. So that's how I got involved. I love that, and you all are doing a phenomenal job. Um, I am excited and honored that we can be a part of putting that platform out to the public. Uh, information is key. You know, uh, Mr. Chanel, do we have any idea, and I'm sure there's some sort of documentation out there available, of how long um, on an average did these members of this group stay overseas with World War II? Okay, well, once they came in in 42, now, the Moffa Point Marines 
were trained at Marfa Point Camp in Jackson, North Carolina from 1942 to 49. Uh, in 1949, they ended segregation, uh, and okay. all the Marines then trained at Paris Island, San Diego. Okay. So they stayed in through the, the end of World War II. Some of them stayed on, served in Korea, and stayed uh-huh. on to serve in Vietnam. I see. Yeah. So, so some of them actually it's... came. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I, I was going to say, so although we're saying obviously this sprouted up during the era of World War II, you're saying obviously due to a lot of them probably very young men, they stayed on for the Korea War, and you're saying even some through the Vietnam era. That is correct. That is correct. Wow. That's amazing. And would it be fair to say that they saw uh, the dynamics of the military, specifically the Marines, change in terms of race relations? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have some of them that live here. I, I, I have a personal friend who's 92 years old. Amazing. Uh, and Mr. Preston can tell you about the difficulties that they encountered. So he's lived a life to see the change. Wow. Okay. Uh, he's lived long enough to come back to where he went to boot camp and be welcomed by the town and the, the population okay. And, okay. and actually see that, yeah, it was tough then, but history has a way of fixing itself. Wow. And you mentioned that uh, your friend, Mr. Presley, is 92 years old. Uh, my grandfather, who has since passed away, um, was a little older than that, age of 92. Uh, right now, overwhelmingly majority, I'm assuming, of the members of that group have passed away, right? Uh, yes. Uh, most of them are right now in their 90s, and we still have a small group of them that are around, and we work real hard to stay in touch with them. Uh, in fact, we are, to this day, we are still finding individuals who were at, who trained at Mopper Point. And you mentioned your granddad. Yeah. You're one of the lucky ones in that someone told you his history as a Marine. We have families today who are just learning that their dad or granddad was actually a Marine and served in that time. Wow. And, and, and I, I want to say personally, and again, this story means a lot to me. It's heartfelt because it's my own father's father, of course, um, and that means the world to me. For us to know history, right, because sometimes I think in the world of 2016, Mr. Chennault, people will say, well, it's the past. Don't worry about it. But the reason why it matters so, I think, one, it gives you a sense of understanding your heritage and where you're from. And to see that my grandfather obviously was born in a time very different from the world that I live in today, but he was a trailblazer. And he did some amazing things, and my grandfather himself was born in very modest, humble uh, beginnings he came from. And looking at the opportunity for him to go to the next level and to see something that uh, he had never seen before, and I know personally that his uh, family before him had not necessarily seen. And that gives me a sense of excitement, a sense of pride that I hopefully will be able to successfully transfer over to my own children. Absolutely. Uh, And it's family members. Uh, that I think is the key to preserving this legacy that we set out to do now because I, I do presentations now, and I can still get a 92-year-old Moffa Point Marine to attend. Wow. Uh, we understand that someday I won't be able to do that, but I can still tell that story as long as I'm able to stand you up and say, here stands the granddaughter of a Moffa Point Marine. Yeah. And then your successes tied to his successes, his successes tied to my successes. And we continue the legacy. That's right, because our life story doesn't begin in the moment we're here. It began a lot longer before that. And we're right now focusing on your National Monfort Point Marines Memorial. I know you all uh, were involved in two phases, right? The first phase is done. Tell us where you are now and what you've already achieved. 
Okay, phase one is a two-phase project. Uh, it started out, it was going to be a small project with a couple of benches and some trees, and then the nephew of original Moffat Planner got involved, and it actually bloomed into a $1.2 million project. Uh, and I'm proud to say that we raised all the money we need to complete the first phase. Uh, we dedicated that phase in July. Uh, it wow. is a very unique memorial uh, located at the Lejeune Memorial Gardens here in Jacksonville, North Carolina. It's one of several memorials dedicated to the veterans in their service. Uh, we are in the process of initiating phase two. Uh, we, we, we dedicated phase one, still needing somewhere in the neighborhood of $300,000 to complete phase two. And the state of North Carolina came on board, was impressed with what we had done thus far, and they said we'll write the check for the balance. So wow. we've met the major part of the financial goal, uh, and we are trying to finish up the project early spring of next year. Wow. You are listening to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. We are putting the spotlight on history. Specifically, we are speaking tonight about Montford Point Marines, a group of uh, a trailblazing, pioneering African-American men that trained separate. They were isolated. It was segregated, the Marines were. And we're talking about their experiences with the one and only uh, gentleman who, with, who's a part of an amazing group that's dedicated the last years of their life of putting the spotlight and honor on it. I'm talking about Mr. Houston Chennault. He is the uh, director of the National Montford Point Marines Memorial. Um, now, I know recently the president, right, actually issued congressional gold medals to uh, the survivors that are left of the group, right, Mr. Chennault? Yes, that's correct. Uh, they received the congressional gold medal uh, in 2012 uh, as a result of the role they played in helping to desegregate the military. Uh, the key part of that is they arrived into a segregated boot camp, then they did those honorable things that helped in segregation. Yes. So, and that is the highest medal you can receive, you know, as a civilian. So collectively, they showed up. They did more than what was expected of them in the face of adversity, uh, and the ultimate result is that we now have all our services that are totally integrated, uh, and you mentioned it earlier, to the point that it seems that it has always been that way. Wow. And we view that as a good thing. Yes. Before you leave us, for someone sitting in San Jose, California right now, and uh, they're saying, well, you know, okay, I hear what you're saying, Mr. Schnall, but why should I be interested in this story? Uh, tell us how this connects us as human beings on the next level. This connects us on a very basic level, and I teach it at the museum because I have students that come through there. The story that the Mountain Point Marines teach or that we try to teach is that they demonstrated that if you're committed to whatever the task is that is in front of you, okay. no matter how difficult that is, you can be successful. Wow. Now, success success is, is available if you're willing to put in the time and the commitment. And, and those are ingredients uh, that will carry all of us, regardless of race, of gender. Uh, those are just the good ingredients of life that hopefully we can pass those lessons on to our children. Sounds like a wonderful project. I think uh, when you all are officially done, I, I, something I would like to envision that individuals of every background, every race, uh, every military branch would be proud to bring their children and grandchildren to, right? And we've worked real hard to make it tell that story in that fashion. 
I love it. And, and history is important. After all, many people have said this, and I agree with this personally and professionally. You have to know history. And so it allows you to make sure you're making the right decisions in the present and also for tomorrow, the future. You know, where can our national and international listeners go for more information? Or if someone right now is sitting in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they want to help. Okay, I would invite them to go to our memorial website, and that is at www.mtmamemorial.org. Uh, you can get all the information on the website there. Uh, if you just Google Marshall Point Marine, at this point, uh, there's a lot of information out there now that wasn't 10 years ago, uh, and it's very easy to get to our website. Wow. 1942, it's 2016, but the lessons, as Mr. Chanel has pointed out, that the uh, Montfred Point Marines taught all of us remain true and stitch in history. Mr. Houston, Chanel, it's been an honor to have you here on Let's Talk America Radio. We want you back on. I want you to commit to that when everything is done and we can spread the word that it's ready for families to visit. Okay, it's ready right now. Phase one is ready for visits, but the final phase, we definitely want to get that word out as well. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, thank you for having me. Hi, this is College Senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Core, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shana Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the show, we put the spotlight on the timely issues that concern you and your entire household. Now, even off the battlefield, many of our nation's veterans face ongoing battles, ranging from post-traumatic stress disorder, better known as PTSD, traumatic brain disorders, better known as TBI, and thoughts of suicide. Now, Veterans Day is right around the corner, and right now I'm so excited and honored to have Bill Hutton to join us. He's the past commander of the Military Order of the Purple Heart. And he's here to talk about the various services and programs of the Purple Heart Foundation and how we can honor the sacrifice that those military veterans made for our nation. Hey, Bill, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, thanks for being on. Now, explain to our listeners that aren't familiar with your organization, what is the Purple Heart Foundation? The Purple Heart Foundation is actually a fundraising arm of the Military Order of the Purple Heart, which is an organization of approximately 45,000 members, all combat wounded. That's what they have in common. And wow. the fundraising and part of our foundation is to raise funds for the programs and services for our America's uh, nation's veterans and their families. Wow. And what are some of those uh, key programs? Pardon me? Yes, for the Purple Heart Foundation. The foundation, the, some of the programs, uh, the, the, main, the main program that we have, which we consider to be the centerpiece of the military or the purple foundation, is the service program, which is a national program, which assists the veterans and their families in obtaining uh, and circumventing the VA system for benefits, education, health care, and things of that nature. Oh, wow. And as well as the scholarship program that provides scholarships for approximately 83 Purple Heart members and their families uh, to approximately $250,000 a year. 
Oh, wow, amazing work. Now, many of our listeners have heard, of course, of uh, PTSD and TBIs, of those, of course, the latter being the traumatic brain injuries that um, some of our soldiers come back home with um, from, you know, overseas operations. You know, someone right now, um, perhaps they have a cousin or brother, maybe it's their mate or spouse that came back with it. And as you uh, know, I'm sure from working with the organization, it can be a tough battle on many different levels. Uh, any advice you have for those uh, caregivers or those loving family members? Well, I do. It's, it's, it's traumatic brain injury is the it's a signature wound of this war. It's, a, it's, it's kind of an unseen injury that affects so many of our young men and, and, and women today. And we have programs that we fund through the Purple Heart through grant program to assist in the research for both uh, traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder. My, uh, my suggestion, uh, having been a combat veteran myself, okay. is to seek assistance through, through our association. Wow. And I know, um, obviously, you're a veteran yourself. You serve. Thank you for your service. That I love what you said, starting off saying it's sort of sometimes things that you can't see, right? And I think that can be challenging for some people that have never served in the military bill, that they're saying, well, they can look fine and I don't see anything physically wrong. That can be uh, a big challenge, again, for those who don't know much about the military, right? That's absolutely correct. And I would like to ask, uh, add to this, if I could, Shannon, the fact yes. that we have a strong interest in assisting the women veterans today as well. Okay. Wow. And, and thank you for pointing that out because I think when we think of the time when my father perhaps served during the Vietnam era that uh, we didn't have a lot of women necessarily that served in the military. But now in 2016, I would imagine that number has increased drastically, right, Bill? It has. And not only to, to services for medical aid and things of that nature, but we have more women veterans today living on the streets in the homeless conditions oh, wow. than we did in any other war before. Wow. And when you uh, explain that um, so well as you did, I'm only thinking that obviously mothers and, and fathers, but mothers have children and um, often can be the nurturers for those children. If a mother or that female soldier is displaced, that can, I'm sure, only have a, a fall-down effect for the other family members, such as those children, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, when, when someone comes back with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or traumatic brain injury, it affects not only that individual, but all the family members as well. Wow. And, Bill, for our listeners right now, uh, maybe they've had a cousin or brother who served. Maybe they served themselves. How can they help this cause? Well, I would ask your listening uh, viewers to, to, to please go to our website, which is purpleheartfoundation.org. Again, purpleheartfoundation.org, and there's a donate button on there. And I would ask that they, they hit that donate button and reach into their wallets and do what they can to assist our many veterans and their family members uh, that are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. And do you have any volunteer opportunities for those who may also be interested in donating their time? We do. We have a, what's called the VAVS program. Uh, I can tell you in the past eight years we have – had 1,444 volunteers wow. uh, that have volunteered over 160,000 hours to the Amazing. VA and saving approximately $3.5 million a year for the VA, which is taxpayers' money. Uh, and it's so beneficial to not only the, the volunteers themselves, but to those they serve. Absolutely. Giving back. We are connected as human beings. Before you leave us, Bill, one more time, if you would please share the website for our listeners to go to. Yes, Shana. Thank you. The website, again, is purpleheartfoundation.org. Thank you so much, Bill, for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you so much. Read with us. 
Avant-Garde Books is a new, independent, online bookseller that offers a wide variety of literature for readers of all ages. We sell new and used books for great prices. Tired of huge shipping costs? Customers save money with us because shipping is absolutely free no matter where you are in the world. And with our Customer Rewards Program, you can earn free books throughout the year. Ready to read? Go to A-B-A-N-T-G-A-R-D-E books.net to save you time and money. Again, that's A-B-A-N-T-G-A-R-D-E books.net. Read, be enlightened, be transformed with avantgardebooks.net. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, there's a new innovative program that the U.S. Census Bureau is hoping to make numbers count in the classroom with your kids, the students. The Statistics in Schools program uses real-life data from the Census Bureau to teach students skills that they'll need now and in the future. Here to explain how the programs work is the one and only Vicki Glacier. She's the program lead for statistics in schools at the U.S. Census Bureau. Vicki, welcome to Let's Talk America. Radio. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us. Now, explain this program, the statistics in school, and what is it all about? So we know that a lot of kids hear the word statistics and they don't like it. They hear math yes. and they don't want anything to do with it. So we, we set out to kind of prove that, that statistics can be fun and that it's all around us and it's a lot more than most people even realize. So we have created this free program for teachers, and it includes math, but it also includes sociology and social studies and history and geography. We have activities and tools that we're hoping teachers can use to supplement what they're already doing in the classroom and that they can have fun with statistics to teach their kids that it is fun. I love that. I mean, so it's keeping it engaging because I know one of the uh, phrases you jumped on was saying that statistics is all around us. So that keeps it real life so they don't think some kids may say, well, it's stuffy, I don't want to do it. But it sounds like this program really keeps the kids uh, connected in a sort of fun way, right? Yes, we do try to do that. So we have activities and resources and, and something for everybody. Well, we we try to make it very relevant. One of my favorite activities is based on state facts for students. Oh, wow. And that is where, where kids can go in and find out all about their states. They can find out how many other 11-year-olds or 12-year-olds live like here that. and how many dentist offices or candy stores. They, they can find out how many people walk to work. They can compare it to other states or to the United States. And they, they find that pretty relevant because the data is kind of... Yes relevant to their world. And we try for older students, too. We have activities like single-parent households or okay. the millennial generation. Yes. I love that. Now, tell me this. I know you mentioned 11- or 12-year-olds. We have our parents or guardians or grandparents um, of different age groups out there. Do, how young do you go? So we are targeting, we say anybody, but, but the grades we are targeting are kindergarten through high school. Oh, wow. So it is, so actually for our older toddlers, five and six years old, there's something available for them to participate in as well. Yes, definitely. I love that. Tell us, uh, what, how was this program developed? So when we set out to develop this, we knew we wanted to make it for teachers and by teachers, so we okay. brought in 138 teachers. We brought in our Census Bureau subject experts 
We consulted with educational organizations like National Council for Geographic Education. Yes. And w once we had our team all set, we all worked together to review and approve activities because we really wanted to make sure that our, our final product was something that was very useful for teachers. I love that. You know, uh, how can educators and parents both participate? Because, you know, uh, naturally a lot of times the educators are always ahead of it, but many parents want to participate. They want to help their kids become stronger at math or statistics. But, you know, often that wasn't our major in college or in high school. That wasn't necessarily our strength. Right. Well, with this program, anybody can participate. It's okay. free. It's online at census.gov slash schools. Okay. But out outside of the program, really just opening the world of statistics, even going to our website and just having conversations about some of these topics that, that are hidden statistics so that the kids aren't even aware that they're doing it. I love that. So it keeps them engaged. I thank you for joining us, Vicki. One last time, give us the website where our national and international listeners can go to get their kids on board so they can become future experts at statistics like yourself. Sure. It's census.gov slash schools. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you. Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is talk radio with substance. Tune in. Well, everyone, what a show tonight on Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio. Remember, we offer new broadcasts weekly, and the next time we will be on the air with a new segment is in a few days. This upcoming Saturday night, November the 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be featured on the one and only, the very popular WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, you can listen to the broadcast from anywhere in the world if you simply search for Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta. Or you can visit www.love860.com. Or you can always go to www.ltaradio.com for more information. Now, this weekend is a busy one for Let's Talk America Radio because we are so proud to present the inaugural A Celebration of Hope, a community benefit luncheon. It will take place this Saturday at noon, and we have a phenomenal lineup on the program from featured speakers to some comedians and also vocalists and also youth and we plan to get some footage and some photographs. So stay with us. If you stay with LTARadio.com, we will happily display all that took place there this upcoming Saturday. We're so excited about that. And, of course, it's a benefit luncheon, and the proceeds benefit a local GED program. So Let's Talk America Radio is in your community. Hey, if you have any show feedback or questions for us or suggestions, please shoot us an email at admin at LTARadio.com. Again, that's A-D-M-I-N at LTARadio.com, and one of our team members will get back with you, okay? Thanks for sticking with us. Now, you know we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music here on the show. And tonight, I'm so excited to feature the music of the one and only inspirational musician out of Florida, Terry V. Terry V. She's been a guest on our show before. She's a phenomenal young lady, and this particular song is titled Amazing, Amazing by Terry V. The tunes of Terry V. will close us out, okay? Stay with us. 
we keep you informed on Let's Talk America Radio. And we are so excited to stay in the community and offer the topics and issues that affect your household. Take care, everyone. Have one phenomenal week. Let's Talk America with the whole Shana Thornton Radio is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. Views of the guests are their own. They do not reflect those of the staff or production team of Let's Talk America Radio. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com. Amazing. 